Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. You're listening to episode 81 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're looking at what I call the nothing tasks. Hey there, beautiful teachers. A while back in December, at the start of December, I shared a post over on the Colourful Keys blog, which was about the difference between important and urgent tasks. So let me go over what those are first, and then there's something that was an aside in that post that I want to highlight for you. So important tasks, if you've not heard of this distinction before, this is a really useful one to make for yourself. Important tasks are the things that well, I would describe them as the gold, right? They're the things that if you do them, they will make a big impact in your business, in your life, in your teaching. They're the things that are actually important. So this could be like setting up your website and putting that together. That could be important because once you set it up, maybe you'll get a lot more inquiries and you need to build up your student numbers. Therefore, setting up a website would be a very important task for you. Maybe assembling new games is an important task because you know that if you put together a new game for your students for this week, that it's really going to add value to their lessons. It's going to be really beneficial for them and it's going to make you feel energized as well because it's going to be something new. Maybe it's crafting your own curriculum. We talked about this on the podcast before, this idea of creating your own curriculum or framework for what you want to teach and when you want to teach it. That's super important if that's something that you want to get into. Or maybe it's something smaller like calling back a potential student who's left you a message. Those things could all be important. But the other side of this is the urgent tasks. So these are the things that need to be done like yesterday, right? So they're the things that buzz around your head and cause you stress and worry because you're not getting them done and they need to be done and has to be done now and go, 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 go. I'm sure you've all had days where it feels like that. These things can also be important, but they often aren't. And that's the trap we fall into here when it comes to understanding what's urgent and what's important. This is the fuzz inside our brains stopping us from doing the things that are important, from achieving what we want to achieve, whatever that means to us, whatever success is for you, these urgent tasks, the ones that aren't important, 
They're buzzing around your head and getting in the way. There are loads of examples of these kinds of things. And once you start to pay attention, you're going to see them everywhere. This stuff that it has some deadline on it, but it doesn't actually matter. And they're what get in the way of you doing the important thing. But I said I wanted to highlight something else from that post. So that's the standard. A lot of people talk about this idea of important and urgent. But when I was writing that article, I had to put in a third category. And they're what I call the nothing tasks. And I think these are actually a bigger time suck for most teachers I know than the urgent tasks that are getting in the way. The nothing tasks are essentially busy work, but they won't feel like that. Nobody does busy work for the sake of it unless they have a terrible job where they don't actually have anything to do with their day and so they have to invent some work. You may have had one of those jobs, I certainly have had, where you're sort of cleaning a counter for the 50th time and you know that it's completely pointless but you have to look busy. I'm not talking about that kind of busy work. I'm talking about the kind we trick ourselves into doing. These are the things that can feel urgent, can even feel important, but don't matter at all. Not a zip. So there are some obvious culprits here, especially in this modern age. There is clicking around the internet. This is my loose term for all of the things we do where we're just really faffing around. And we don't admit it to ourselves, I do it too, but we're just clicking around. We're not actually doing anything important, we're not researching anything, we're never actually reading the article the whole way through, we're not implementing any of the ideas we're seeing, we're not actually posting on our Facebook page. Whatever it is we're supposed to be doing or that we ostensibly are doing, we're not, right? We've all done it, it happens. And the internet is kind of designed, or not the internet, but things like Facebook or, you know, article sites, BuzzFeed, quizzes, all of this is designed to get you to do this because they want you to stay on their pages so that they can show you more ads. That's the deal in most cases. And so we fall into it. We click around. We also do this not because of these big companies stealing our attention, but because we feel better if we feel like we're doing stuff, right? So instead of staring out of the window to figure out a solution to a problem, we click and click and open new tabs and click and click and click. And it doesn't get us anywhere. And staring out of the window would have been better. But because of the culture, the predominant culture in most of the world, that work is so important and we have to be working all the time, we feel a bit funny staring out of the window, right? That doesn't feel like busyness. But it is. Sometimes that's the most important thing you could do. It's just sit there and think. Some other nothing tasks might be reorganizing a spreadsheet that doesn't actually need reorganization, or shuffling things around in some sort of database, maybe filling out fields in my music staff that you never actually use, right? It's important to have the data that you actually want in there, but you don't need to fill stuff out if it isn't important to your studio. So those are just a couple of examples. Another thing might be something like creating your own flashcards from scratch. Let's say you want to drill note names or intervals or whatever. You don't need to create those. That's silly. There are plenty of them out there. And if you enjoy doing that, that's one thing. That's fine. 
So if you enjoy creating your own flashcards, create them. If you enjoy making your spreadsheet look beautiful, do that. But don't let yourself fall into the trap of doing them just because. These nothing tasks can suck away all of your time if you're not careful. And much like the urgent tasks, you don't notice they're even there until you start paying attention and really analysing how you're spending your time. Another hidden nothing task that I'm probably not the only one who's guilty of, and I try to fight against this, is reading emails and then not responding to them when you could respond to them. The reason this is a nothing task is because you have to read it, right? So you take the moment to read it, you open it, you read it, You let yourself think about a response, that's what your brain actually does. Thinks about, oh, what would I say back to this? Then you click back out of the email, you don't respond to it, even though you could have done it. It didn't require further research or further thinking or you to look something up that you couldn't look up right now. You could have responded to it, but you didn't, you clicked out of it. Now later, you need to go in and read that email again and respond to it. That's a waste of time. I do this myself, and it's a total waste of time. Why would you read something if you're not going to reply to it? You know, if you can reply to it. And most emails, you can reply to them instantly. There's no real reason not to. So I occasionally get comments, actually, from people who email me. And I email them back instantly. And they say, oh my gosh, are you just spending all your time in your inbox? And I say, no, but if you catch me when I am in my inbox, you're going to get a reply straight away. Because there's no sense reading that email, going back out of it, and then replying to it later, unless there is a specific reason to do so. So that's one of my personal nothing tasks that I try to eliminate. But I hope you'll give some thought to this idea of the nothing tasks and how they're sucking our time and also our brain power and our creativity. Because they're taking time away from you being able to stare at the window, or to be able to take a break and go for a walk, or spend time with your dog or your kids or your whoever, your friends, they're getting in the way. So I want to challenge you. Try to figure out something you do regularly that is a nothing task. Okay, we're coming towards the end of January here and resolutions are probably starting to fade from your mind, but now is actually the best time to make one because it'll be a more sensible one than the grandiose one you made at the start of the year. So maybe this is a good time for you to resolve one of these nothing tasks. Try to think through and come up with a nothing task. And if you can't, or if you want to take it a bit further, I want to challenge you to track your time over the course of a week. This is annoying to do. I'm going to warn you. It's not fun. I've done it. And I still do it every so often. It's not the most enjoyable thing to do at the time, but it is super valuable. So to do this, you just take a sheet with a table on it or whatever, and you write out, Okay, such and such a time, start on this task, and every time you change task, you write down what it is. Now, there are online versions of that will do this, but I prefer the pen and paper, actually. I think it makes you more honest <laughs> um, than the automatic tracker, because you could be apparently on, you know, a certain piano teaching article, or you could be in my music staff, but actually you're checking your phone, right? So it's not going to catch that. <laughs> Or you're actually, you know, playing with your dog, which is fine. But again, it's going to look like you spent all that time in MMS and you didn't. So try it. If you're up for the challenge, take a piece of paper, write down the times 
and what you're doing and then analyze how much value they have. How important are they? Were you just doing them because they were urgent? Were you just filling time and you could have done something else that was way more fun instead? That's what I want you to think about this week. I hope that you will share your nothing tasks and your findings inside our Facebook group, either members share it in the member group or if you're not a member you can share it in the vibrant music studio teachers facebook group and i'd love to hear about your nothing tasks and whether you share any of the ones that i've mentioned today i look forward to reading them and i promise you we won't judge you for them see you next week bye for now if you want to make smarter use of your time then I suggest you join us inside Vibrant Music Teaching to get access to tons of time-saving resources that will help you plan effective lessons for your students. Join us at vmt.ninja. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.